to Burger Creek Productions' 15 Minutes of Fame podcast features vocalist and guitarist Tino from the New Hampshire-based punk band The Cryptics. Here's their song, Night on Freaks. <laughs> from the cryptics uh, again we're gonna try this again <laughs> welcome man this is the uh, burger creek productions 15 minutes of fame bullshit session uh welcome man thank you again <laughs> so you know one of the things uh that i i think we touched on a little bit the first time we talked um the cryptics you you've played some pretty extensive tours throughout the entire u.s mexico canada and even ended up in cuba at one point in your travels to other cities um, that you might not have been super familiar with, did you have any, like, I don't know, almost like Spinal Tap-esque experiences, any sketchy, weird things that you had encountered along the way, anything you can kind of share with me, any fun stories? Totally. I mean, <laughs> like, I, I, there's no way I can even, like, super accurately answer that because I would have to, I would have to seriously think of, of, of all the tours. But, I mean, like, uh <sighs> I don't know. I mean, I've had like, as far as weird, like shit that was not great. I mean, I've, I've been, this is like even weird to say, but I've been like, I've had to like, I was chased for being white in Baltimore. (laughs) Um, Like I wandered into the wrong place, I guess. And I had to like, I had to, I was literally literally running. um, It was, it was, it was, it was a weird time. Um, Jesus Christ. uh, I've I've had, um, in i've had in york pennsylvania i've had a group of 15 people come out of an alley and start to shake the van while we're sitting in it and like start to fuck with us. <laughs> you know i've had i've had uh I, I i've i don't know there's just like i don't know dude there's so, so many weird stories uh, i've had uh you know i've had and then on the flip side i've had other you know great moments where like we're we're playing places where we're um we're like, what the heck, you know, things that we don't expect anything from that end up being some of the best shows of the tour. Like, uh, you know, like on the Cryptics Battalion of Saints European tour, like, uh, you know, like an Italian show in the middle of a field with like a, a propped up stage and a tarp being, you know, there was 200 people under the tarp. I mean, it was just like, you don't, you don't know, you don't know what you're getting into like every day. And, uh, and, and those, those experiences, uh, they, they, they're not there when you expect them and they're there when you don't expect them. Mm-hmm. And all I can say, <laughs> that's awesome with, uh, especially with that stuff, like being on tour, even in Europe, for example, um, was, were shows kind of like that uh, with that, like throughout that entire European tour where it was kind of like, you didn't really know what you were walking into or, or what venue, like, or was it kind of laid out well in the sense that you did some research on the venue, you knew your, where you were going, you knew what city it was in, or was it something new every single day? Like a, a crazy experience, like, holy shit, this is wild. 
Um, it, speaking in terms of Europe specifically, it was it was a, a free for all because you hear all these things where, oh, Europe is so much better than than touring the U.S. or or, or uh, you know people are so much more appreciative or this or that. And like I guess maybe to an extent that may be true, but that's I learned that it's totally not like nothing's inherently better than there than it is here for like for for any regular size band. I mean you're you're yeah it's not um uh so like i didn't so you know there there were definitely um i just didn't know what to expect over there and uh there was there was nothing that i was like like wildly blown away about but like uh nothing didn't match my expectations because i had no expectations i guess right, my right. answer I, I didn't it was but nothing was nothing was like oh my god like this is like this is the 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 salvation of of uh of, you know of, of everything you hope for everyone's over here like this is where people care i i didn't get that at all um but to my you know going against what i'm saying um you know i was also going at a time where every single band there is was over there i mean during festival season everyone is there everyone's playing festivals and everybody's trying to fill in the dates around the festivals with club shows so i mean you you're playing a venue where there's you know you might you look at the schedule and five nights out of the past week there's been american punk bands playing there are maybe six or seven nights so wow. it's, it affects it affects everybody's everybody's uh situation so you know so i can't i'm i'm not gonna use you know what i just said as my end-all be-all analysis in europe but i if you if you go over there when everyone's fucking over there um it's, it's kind of like during the u.s where it's like yeah <laughs> another one of the things that you and i touched on when when we talked last time we're talking a little bit about food and i know that you had shared with me um basically you know you you shed some light on what your you know your your food regimen is, right? When you were on tour, um, not even necessarily Europe, um, but we'll, we can speak to Europe and, and possibly Mexico. Did you find that upholding that kind of diet regimen or or that approach to to consuming food was that challenging to do on the road or not? It's not challenging um, at all, um, and that being a like this is this is the this is the the difference between home and away um you know eating an organic whole food plant-based diet easy as hell at home because you just get whatever you need from the store and that's sure. it um and you can do you can do the same thing from anywhere so i mean if you're if you're touring you know the u.s it's not you know it's it's typically not that hard i mean you don't have your cooking utensils and cook you know stuff like that so right. like but there's stuff you don't need to cook and you can get around it but i guess the only the difference when you're when you're traveling internationally and all that stuff is like you're not really gonna find like organic food in that in that um in that abundance that necessarily but i mean everywhere has different regulations mm -hmm. and stuff so it's not as black and white and um and so but you can you know you can you can eat um you know, you can eat uh, you could, uh, a whole food plant-based diet no matter where you are. Okay. You, don't, you know, just because I go to Germany doesn't mean I have to start eating oil or cheese or something. Right. I can still eat the same thing. So it's not it's it's not that hard. It's just um, you know, getting like you know legit like uh like full organic you know grocery runs might be you know because I don't even know what like you put me in 
Switzerland, I don't know what the regulations are. <laughs> you know, maybe maybe their produce is mostly organic. I don't even know. I have no, I have no idea. But um, it's not it's not that hard. It, it's more challenging than being home, that's for sure. Mm. But um, it's something totally doable that I haven't um, struggled with at all um, too much. Uh, you just gotta, you, you know, I just stock the van i go to grocery stores i keep everything in bins under it and i, I kind of survive off that and it's it's not that bad um I, i've had other instances like uh hopefully hopefully he watches this our our friend mike that filled in um with uh with us on guitar like i've seen situations where like guys are they're less strict and like they'll be on tour so they'll just start fucking eating whatever uh. you know what i mean they're 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 vegetarian or they're vegan before the tour and then like they get on the tour and they're like guess i don't want to starve and they'll start you know like like rocking the 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 cheese pizza the pepperoni pizza when it's like dude there was a there was a, a vegan place across the street you just decided not to go there you know what I mean? right I, right i've seen that shit happen i i think if if people say it's hard i think they're making it harder and they're they're just not they're, they're just not making the the, the decisions for themselves and that's mm -hmm. everyone plays their own game i mean that's cool but i mean if you know if you're, if you're gonna do something yeah if there's if there's anything worth doing it's worth doing right right you know it's it's that level of dedication to it and and like sure. i said i i don't know a lot about that type of diet and that's why i wanted to ask because you're very sure. very well versed in it so uh i actually might be i might be messaging you at some point regarding recipes but we can talk about that at a separate time um absolutely so, so the, uh, I know that we talked about this before, but I really wanted to, I wanted to touch on this again, cause it was fucking hilarious. Um, you guys, uh, the cryptics had the pleasure of touring, cutting a live record, uh, filming a show and recording tracks with Rimp Whippy Rutherford, famously of the queers DVD footage of that show in Dover. It was fucking epic. Like we talked about, um, the first time we talked about the dude with the eye patch. And you had kind of given me some insight. You've run into him before you guys recorded that show, right? Yeah, uh, eye patch kid. Yeah, he <laughs> he he uh, he's. I've seen him in Massachusetts. I've seen him right down the street here. You know, at that at that mm -hmm. live show where the LP is. I've seen him. Yeah, I've seen him in the Boston area, and then I I saw him in uh, where were we? Like Orlando or, or or in Florida. And like that's the only time I've actually ever like talked to him was in Florida. I'm like, dude. Where where do you spawn from? Because I I see you at shows that are fifteen hundred miles apart, and he's he just is like he just like I love like punk rock music, and he's like I'll fly up for a good show. He's like I'm from down here, so I guess he's from somewhere in Florida. Um, but he's always yeah he's and he's always I don't know like he's always pretty blackout like not not like not not like blacked out, but he's always like seems like he's like got some alcohol in him and he's uh he's just really funny like he's he's like just a funny dude and if you look if you look at the back of the lp and you look at him he has like a reagan youth patch but it's misspelled which is like oh. so it says it says Reagan youth and, um, and it, that's just so awesome because yeah. he's just he's just the chaotic individual and that just like represents him super well like he's he, but but he's cool. He seems passionate, and um, and I've just I don't know. I, I I've seen him at like, dude. I've seen him like at the adolescence in Boston. I've seen him at. I I I've they're just. It's uh, wild. I've seen him many times. Yeah, I, I I had to ask you. I had to ask you about that. Um, mm -hmm. now in, in a very in a very broad sense, because this 
it's not that it's a loaded question, but it's going to allow you to kind of elaborate a little bit. And it's it's very high level, but again, you can kind of dive in where you want. Um, the Ramones, they're one of those bands, everyone has slightly varying reasons as to why they love them, why the band holds up. Um, and, and I'm curious for you, in your experience, um, why do the Ramones matter to you? I know. Big ass question. I know, dude. Um, I know. They matter to me because they um, were some of the best songwriters ever, as far as I'm concerned. And they, they, it doesn't matter whether you're in a straight up punk rock band, a pop punk band, a hardcore band, uh, 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 you know, it doesn't matter whether you like H2O, the Dead Milkmen, or the Acacia Strain. Like everything traces back to the Ramones um, in one way or another. Um, and uh, they, they, you know, and obviously they were influenced by like Iggy and like, you know, and all that stuff. But like they, they were the ones that like, you know, there, there's definitely like punk rock, you know, and like just like proto-punk and stuff that came before them, but they were the ones that really solidified the the format and the groundwork for everything all of us are doing. I mean, even like just that just that solid verse course um, bridge structure, heavy use of power chords, basically it's very rhythmically um, centered music. It's about it's about the song. It's about the music. And that, that's that's why they're important to me. I mean they and and in in doing that format they wrote some of the best songs there are, as far as I'm concerned, um, throughout, you know, as we've said before, which was never recorded, um, you know, uh, through all of their eras, not just the early stuff, not just the late stuff, like all of it. And it's, they're, they're, uh, they have so much to appreciate. Um, uh, it's just like endless. I mean, I could, you know, I could go on about records and songs and it's just uh they they have a lot to offer in their catalog and i think that um i think that there's uh, a lot i mean clearly tons of people realize that because they're heavily influential but i think that there's a lot of people that um like to look right past that because they've never actually listened to them mm -hmm. they've heard like a few songs and they say what's the big deal about this band it's so basic like but they don't they just don't they don't understand the other songs they haven't heard the riff usage the the eighth note wow oh, yeah. i mean they just they just don't know any of that so like they it's they of course you're not going to appreciate it you know if you don't you, you don't give it a chance that mm -hmm. goes really with any band so that's my i guess that's my long answer to that <laughs> that's good i'm i i had been thinking of ways to bring the ramones back up with you because you and i went into a wonderful fucking tangent just talking about richie and, and his era and stuff like that um so i was trying to figure out a way a very like i said not loaded but enough to where you can can really explain it because i'm sure you've run into those people i have too where it's they're kind of dismissive about it they're dismissive with the band and i don't know if it's they listen to a handful of songs or they tried to listen to rocket to russia and that didn't click with them right you know the that that's like as far as as far as i've found it's like the first three records are pretty much for people who aren't super into them or not into them at all that's tends to be where they draw songs from right those first three albums yes yes exactly and i feel like i feel like somebody who appreciates wholesome songwriting um that uh that has maybe only heard 
something off rocket to Russia or, or, you know, uh, and has never heard, uh, poison heart or garden of serenity, um, you know, or it's going to be all right or something like that. They, they don't, they, of course, like it's, they just haven't experienced that. And they, they don't, they don't even know that side of the band or, or even somebody that's into hardcore that, that has never heard I'm not Jesus or like endless vacation or eat that rat or something like they don't, they just don't even know. Like I've even played, dude, I played, I'm not Jesus for wimpy. And he's like, this is the remote. Like he had never heard that shit. <laughs> like he doesn't like, he doesn't even know a lot of the later shit or like the bit. So like, it, like people who love, there's people like him that love the band that don't even know that stuff. Wow. So I mean, which is crazy to me, but I mean, at the same time, I mean, everybody's different. Like, I think people like me and, and seemingly like you, like if, if we really like a band, we'll delve into like kind of everything they're doing and take our time and see what they did. A lot of people don't work that way, especially in this day and age where everything is so easy to um, to stream. I mean, everybody would rather have, uh, you know, knowledge of two songs by a thousand bands rather than have knowledge of a whole discography of a mm -hmm. hundred bands or whatever. Right. Like, so I think that that, that plays a, a part in it, but yeah, I, I, I think that people need to pay attention to all the eras and, uh, cause there's just, there's something great on, on every record. Um, and there's, there's different, um, you know, there's, there's different types of, of songwriting. Uh, you know, you know, if you listen to, I've heard, you know, again, people that don't care about them, people that don't listen to them a lot, be like, yeah, every song sounds the same. It's like, well, yeah, because you've heard five songs <laughs> that are off, that are <laughs> that are off the same record mm -hmm. that are pretty similar. Oh, and 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 also, you don't you don't even play, so you don't so like exactly, so, exactly. You know, me. You know, uh, our. Our original guitar player Frank Ordeby introduced me to the Ramones, which is like one of the best things that ever happened to me. Like, and uh, and um, he, even when we were fourteen, playing guitar in his bedroom, he's just like, "There's infinite combinations of these chords you can do." Like, I don't understand how anyone can say these songs sound exactly the same. Like, if you if you if you play music and you understand their songs, I mean, yes, it's. Yeah, of course. But, but the melodies are different, and it's like you can you can you can literally say that about any artist that you mm -hmm. that hasn't popped out at you or that you don't particularly care for. All oh, their shit sounds the same. All their and it's like anything you you're not really into is gonna sound the same to you, or or that you may not be into yet because you don't you're not really like looking at it with an open mind you're just kind of quickly glancing at it and be like yeah that, that's really similar but it, it doesn't it really doesn't sound like that's the same and, and and that's not to say that like some of their stuff maybe had gotten a bit repetitive on some records here or there or like but like not not in in the big scale like not no. at all and I, I i even think like um you know like i even think even on like rocket to russia i mean like you know i don't know there's some you know like if, why is it always this way is a is a is a great song that doesn't sound like that doesn't remind me of like going back to the first record like beat on the brat or like judy is a punk versus it doesn't sound exactly like it or something sure. i don't know that just that, that just doesn't sound musically accurate to me mm -hmm. and and 
that's another thing too. You know, you you touched on people who don't play music, right? And and I think that's another point, not a point of breakdown, but it, it'd be like. I don't know. It's, I guess, really how you consume or how people consume media. Um, as you had also pointed out, everything is so readily available, so it's very easy to be dismissive. Even more so if you don't play or or do any sort of thing. You're just a consumer. It's super. It's like it's the easiest thing to be like, well, fuck that. I don't. I don't really care. I don't really want to take a look at it. So it's it's easy to move away from it. Um, no, that that was that's I, I had to, oh so your your former or your first guitarist showed you the Ramones. What uh, if you were if you can recall what did he show you a handful of songs? Was it kind of like the greatest hits, like the anthology uh, or Ramones Mania? Like what what did he show you? He he got um, the compilation, the CD compilation, Loud Fast Ramones. Nice. So that's what we started with. Um, and that, you know, and that's, it's, it's pretty basic. Mm -hmm. Um, but I mean, you know, we're 13, 14 years old and like, you know, even hearing like, like beat on the brat and, and, and Judy is a punk and stuff like that. Like we, we loved it. I mean, and, and you know, and that, and that shit still holds up to me today. Totally. Mm -hmm. But, um, that was a great introductory piece and, um, we got, you know, we definitely like, we got really into it. And then, uh, and then from there, um, you know, I had gotten like uh, various, you know, uh, CD copies of like self-titled and uh, I got like Subterranean Jungle and all this stuff. And, and, and um, you know, but prior to getting what what we really both listened to and spent a lot of time with, because this is like, I don't even know anyone else that has this release, but um, we got Chrysalis years. Um, it was a three disc set and um, it's... Uh, it's five albums on the first two discs, and then the third disc is a live disc. And um, I believe it's uh, it's like um, it, it's it's the Chrysalis year, so it's like it's like uh, I think it's either like Brain Drain onward. Wow. Like yeah, yeah. Like it's uh, it's it's yeah. Was it? I forget if it starts exactly. It, or, or it might be. No, I think it was. It might have been Mondo Bizarro onward. Yes, Jesus. Mondo was on there. So, so we listened to a shitload of that, and 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 that, I think, helped uh, appreciate you know that, um, that era because we were listening to Mondo Bizarro and and um, and, and Acid Eaters and, uh, and 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 Brain Drain and uh, and all and you know Adios Amigos um, and and like we got to appreciate that too. So we heard, you know, some of that songwriting and, um, and you know, it, it was, it was the live fast Ramones, the chrysalis years and a release called the greatest hits live, which I think was just 10 or 11 songs um, was like our earliest formation. Um, and, and, and we got, we did get studio albums too, self-titled. Mm -hmm. I'm totally got that very early. Um, uh we've only took a while rocket to russia um subterranean jungle um i remember downloading um halfway to sanity i mean i eventually had all of them mm -hmm. but i mean early early on it was like that loud fashion moans he he got that i burned a copy that i i bought the chrysalis years burned him nice copies and uh yeah and then that greatest hits live and that was it all it all formed from there it's. It, I always like asking too about like kind of the first exposure because, outside of you know various like comps and shit like that, for me 
The first purchase was Pleasant Dreams, which was a weird one. And wow. it was, dude, it was weird. And then the second one I got, it was, it was a King Biscuit Flower Hour live recording. It was called NYC 1978. So it, it's, it's very, very early, but it's, you know, it's like 26 songs, you know, or something crazy yeah. where it's like, I essentially got the spectrum of tracks from that time. And, uh, what I noticed, what I noticed is if you listen, like I listened to that and then you listen to like, it's alive. Mm-hmm. The intros to the songs that Joey would say to cue in are like, he has a lot of, there's a lot of crossover between their like identical, like, um, after eating that dressing room food, I don't want, I, I want to be well or some shit, you know, like he, and, but he does it on both. They're both live recordings. It's just small shit that you pick up on that. It's like, wow. Um, but you know, n- nothing against them. It's just funny little fucking anecdotes that you, that I picked up on at early on, you know, in the career. But yeah, um, fucking pleasant dreams, man. That, that shit blew my mind all quiet on the Eastern front. Like fucking just, and, and it was the, I think it was the Oh three, uh, like Rhino repress or whatever. So it had like extra shit on it. Um, oh yeah. But it was like, you know, you listen to chop suey with like Ramones and B 52s. Like that was one of the outtakes stairs in this town. They had like the demo version of that. Um, so mm-hmm. some really cool shit. Um, but uh, yeah, those, those Rhino reissues are great. That's what we got too. So when, when we got, you know, I remember actually early on we got rocket to Russia, you know, for example, and we heard Slug demo. Yeah. This is we're like, this is the best fucking song awesome. on this disc. Like this this should have been the A-list single. Like, what is this? Like, like fuck um Sheena's a punk rocker and Rockway Thieves. <laughs> this is like this is what's up. Like, like, you know, I, I yeah, and those demos are awesome to hear. Like we would hear the self-titled, um, uh, like I don't want to be learned, I don't want to be tamed, like uh, like I can't be, and like stuff like that. We hear that and we're like, dude, what like how the fuck were these songs omitted? Yeah. Like, it's i'm glad though because like you know fortunately unfortunately look at the end of the day a lot of that shit gets released because someone needs money which is fine i'm i'm on your side of the fence where it's like how did these get how were these not released right from a band that has such an extensive catalog um it's just it's wild to me that that some of that stuff just kind of flew under the radar like no one no one stepped forward and was like nah we should we should really do something with that um but (laughs) anyway Um, so I had a, uh, I had a conversation and if I'm not mistaken, you are friends with, uh, members of Voidbringer in Vermont. Is that correct? Uh, and Andrew and Matt from Voidbringer in Vermont. It's like, is it, is it Matt Kimball? Yeah. Okay. I was gonna say Vermont has like six people that play this music and it, it's the same people. In every band. <laughs> so, so it's like, yeah, I, I knew Matt Kimball was going to be in it as soon as you said Vermont. Yep. So, so we, we had a really intense conversation, the three of us, and it was, it was awesome, but I shared with them, I shared with them a couple of things. I shared with them a story about you and I, like the whole breakdown of fucking like the recording process, but I asked them a question and it kind of spiraled out into this other thing. And I wanted to ask you, why do you think, um, why do you think people are, will not take stands like that, that concept of keep politics out of punk and vice versa. What, why do you think uh, artists refuse to do that or don't want to do that, in your opinion? I find that there's people on all sides of that fence. I mean, there are bands that talk nothing but politics. Um, 
There are bands that avoid it like a plague. There are bands that kind of, uh, you know, that delve into it partially, but don't like the Ramones, like partially, mm -hmm. you know, but a little bit, but not, not, not a lot. Um, it, it really, that's a, that's a big question on why people might be afraid to delve into it. Well, one, I mean, um, it depends what you play. I mean, you don't, want to alienate a potential audience so you don't want to put out radical views that might um that might uh lessen your listeners or any that's that's just the reason i can think of other people like i my personal opinion i mean i think you should just be true to whatever you your cause is and uh work with the people that are like-minded to you i mean but but you know it depends what a band's trying to do. If it's a, mm -hmm. if it's a, if it's a, you know, uh, you know, if you're playing in a, you know, uh, you know, uh, a thrashy hardcore band that is, you know, that is like super political. Like, I, you know, I don't think you're going to lose anybody. I think you're going to, if anything, you're going to gain depending on what you're talking about. But I, I don't know. It, it I think uh, people are afraid because uh there's just there's just too much to alienate um i think they're afraid to um get ridiculed and uh and have you know get put on the spot by people which is going to happen if you talk about anything that's remotely important mm -hmm. um and um you know on, on the on the on the biggest uh on the biggest picture um i think there's a lot of uh financial incentive like for for like uh you know like you're like you know who do you see that's a top 40 artists that is talking about how um you know that talking about how the uh the the disease industry is ruining our entire fucking country and everything we're doing to ourselves via mm -hmm. eating garbage is causing 90% of the problems we're enduring and we can avoid it all if we just use our heads. I mean, nobody, you don't hear anybody in the large scale talking about it because there's too much financial incentive. So I think that's another, like uh, those, yeah, those people, the, the egg board, the, the national, whatever, Turkey Federation, the national chicken count, they have money and they have people in all sorts of industries. And that's just an example of, of, of how, you know, money will influence things on a, on a big, so there are people, there's money in people's pockets to not say anything. So mm -hmm. I think that there's, I think it's between money, I think it's between fear of being ridiculed, and I think it's also a lack of, like, knowledge. I think it's a lack of uh, people won't say anything because they don't know a lot about the cause or and vice versa. I think there's people that are, like, trying to seem radical and trying to seem like they're... Uh, like they they have a big mission but they really have no idea what they're talking about and they're just trying to seem radical mm -hmm. um which there's i know of, i know of i know of people on all sides of this fence so that's 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 my shitty answer to that if that if if the, and if that's not good enough like no if i didn't like let me know what i missed because i it's hard to answer that no and and to back it up the reason why i wanted to ask you that in particular is from what I gather, just talking with you initially, do, doing some research, reading some interviews and shit like that, you seem like somebody who always fucking speaks their mind. And that's one of the things that I fucking appreciate about you. In the same sense, the dudes from Voidbringer, very, like, 
you, what you see is what you get, and I'm not afraid to tell you exactly how I feel, and I fucking like that because, I don't know, we just... Things have been very, it's been a strange, uh, it's been a strange fucking, you know, four, five, six years, you know? So the more that I can, you know, have these conversations with people who aren't afraid to say those things, but also be able to tell you why that's the other side of it, right? It's, it's that, that education, that insight on those things versus just repeating a fucking sound clip, you know? So, um, so thank you for, it, it, that was not a shitty answer by any stretch of the imagination. And I wanted you to answer that in the best way that you felt was going to, you know, kind of serve how you feel, but also like, I don't know. That's why it's like, well, tell me if I miss anything. It's like, no, you, that's all it's, it's on you, man. Like, you know, that was I, perfect. I think that, I think that, uh, it, 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 we're, we're, we're approaching such, you know, just, as far as our overall well-being and health, I, and 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 I, I feel like we're enduring such a such a collapse at this point that I think everybody just needs to start being really honest and like and just I, I just think there just needs to be good level-headed conversations across the board. Mm -hmm. um, you know, politics or no politics. Like I I just I it's just not. There's no room to not be yourself anymore, as far as I'm concerned. I think you really should just. You, you just this this stuff has got to come out um sooner or later and I, I feel like the more the more honest you are and the more you can back yourself up i feel like the more the more authenticity there is and i and if you're you know if you're if you don't approach art that way um it's kind of strange to me i mean unless unless you're playing something that is like totally you know, if you're in a cover band or you're, yeah, playing, yeah, you know, like if you're playing something that where this shit couldn't even begin to matter, then like, okay, but if you're, I don't know, if you're part of the movement that you and I are a part of, then like, I, I think that, like, I think that, uh, you know, a lot of, uh, honesty and, and, mm -hmm. and across the board and, and it should be really at the forefront of people's minds, whether you're a super political band or not. I mean, there's such a, it's so hard to talk about because you don't want to, that's such a big thing to, to delve into. And, and, and some people view it as exhausting. Other people love talking about it. And it's, you have to like balance, like you don't want to like fuck with people. You don't want to, you know, it's like, you're just, I don't know. There's such a fine line of mm -hmm. like, of like inclusion versus exclusion. It's just, it, it can be a tough thing to, to, to jump in. Now I want to give you the opportunity. Uh, anything, any big announcements, any plugs that you want to make uh, for the cryptics? What's uh, anything new since we've last talked? I guess. Yes. Um, uh, well, kind of, and one one definite yes, and one kind of. Okay. Um, uh, let's get to the kind of uh, <laughs> where where, <laughs> uh, where where we're tracking along, like as far as new because I I hate where we are at right now um as mm -hmm. far as like not being able to move forward with new content because like everything we have up is is just so old right now that like um i want to so badly you know get to the next thing and we're, we're working on the next several things right now we've got the next the next album is totally done we're, we've been working on the next one and wow. there's there's that that and that is like to the point where there's there's a, there's a lot of um it's just very exciting to us we're doing a lot of different stuff and i so badly want to get to that but we we don't want to just 
plop something out there without being able to tour on it and actually promote it properly and all that shit. And and not to mention that we're still we are still there's a lot of editing with music videos coming back. So like our next one isn't like as far as far as the videos too and like all that. Like we're still finalizing videos, artwork, all that stuff. But like the music's ready to go. Mm-hmm. We're very excited to put that out. That's gotta come out. It's, it, it, I, we wanted it to come out this year, but here, here we are. Freaking, it's going to be almost March, and you know, I, it's, it absolutely, the new album, man. If it's not out this year, if it's not out this year, which I really want it to be, if it's not out this year, it's, it's absolutely going to be out next year, like early next year, and there will never be waits between albums like this again, ever. We are so done with that Mm. um and then number two um uh uh lineup change significant lineup change um we have actually who i was talking about earlier our 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 founding member um frank nordeby uh coming back into the band oh nice um he's been he's been gone since he's been out of the band for 11 years um and uh and we just uh officially confirmed him back in the lineup last night he's practicing he's taking over bass um our old bassist uh chris um is uh like very amicably just not just not we're just not working with him anymore um on totally good terms mm-hmm. still home we're gonna see him all the time, i'm sure um but uh but frank's gonna fill his spot and so we have that uh so that's that's very exciting you know he's like he's like you know like my best friend and like and uh and uh we've been he's been involved with the band since you know doing like you know he's come for some shows and and uh and he's even been in some music videos and stuff so like he's he's been tight with the band you know sprinkled throughout but like to have him back in the lineup is uh is is really awesome so that that's something that's uh that's brand new that uh that we're uh that we're working with now so that's probably between that and working on um the new material that's that's kind of that's where we're at right now excellent what was that what was that conversation like uh did he approach you or did you approach him when it's like hey man you want to come back like how did that so so uh so we um i i had figured out the situation with chris and knew that he no longer was going to be with us and uh frank frank had been showing um so much he within the past year i mean he started uh he started uh, playing like a lot more and he even like without even he's like just in case you need me he he ended up um i sent him the tabs and the audio and he learned the whole new record like already no like, shit. just in case and like you know with initiative like that i mean that's like you can't like that means something mm-hmm. and um and uh so he i was by the time i had learned that uh you know chris wasn't going to be working with us anymore um i was frank was going to he was coming over here in like two hours anyway. So I had just had the conversation with him. I was like, this just happened. I was like, I know you're not, you know, he's not, he's not a bass player. He's, he's, he's played a lot more guitar than he has bass. He's never played bass. Um, we had rehearsal last night. That was actually his first time playing bass. Oh, no shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's been guitar the whole time. So, so it's, it's, um, so it's definitely something different, but, um, but yeah, we kind of laid out the groundwork and like, you know, it's, uh, it, 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 so, and, uh, yeah. And then we, we locked it in officially last night after practice. So that was, uh, that was just kind of cool. Um, it, that's how it, it, it makes, it makes, uh, you know, it makes perfect sense to me based on, you know, everything that you've been learning and stuff and doing, I mean, it seemed like you really wanted to play. So, I mean, it's like, well, now we really got the opportunity and, um, and for me to have, so, you know, uh, 
sit sat him back is is unreal i mean you know we we you know we formed the band as as uh as you know as young teenagers and uh to have um to have you know uh, a founding member back and and especially him hmm. for me is like crazy you know it, it, i i would never i would never have have seen it happening you know if you asked me that like five years ago or anything i you know it just it, but I'm, I'm so glad i'm so glad that it has it's definitely uh it's 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 very cool for me uh on a personal level for sure awesome well congratulations definitely stoked to whatever whatever whenever the album's released all this new material it's gonna be fucking it's gonna be rad and this is it's such a weird barren wasteland right now just for releasing music and i know bands are doing what they can whether it's putting out fucking eps or singles or whatever the fuck it is just trying to do continue that you know that forward momentum um mm-hmm. so uh, the last time that we attempted this, um, we had a great conversation uh, regarding a specific song or parts of a specific song. Uh, thanks, Acadia, off Make Me Digital. And we specifically chatted about uh, Nintendo 64. And I know that we had a select conversation about a couple of things, but I wanted to revisit that because I, I had a great time talking about it. Now, do you remember specifically the first game that you got? And did you have a system prior to being exposed to the 64? Were you a Genesis or SNES kid? Or was the N64 like the gateway kind of thing? Very good question. Um, uh, so, uh, no. So my my original, uh, and my, my earliest, and this is like, this is like hard for even me to believe, but my, my, my earliest memories in life, like as a human, are being on my uncle's lap um, in the very early 90s would have been like 92. I mean, this is like a memory from like two, three years old um, Mm -hmm. playing um, uh, Mario for NES. Um, NES was the the first system in my household at the time, Um, uh, you know, when I was very, very, very young. But then um, that, that stayed with my dad um, and so that, as far as my, my conscientious, like, this is, I own this, this is part of my daily childhood life. The first thing I got was Super Nintendo. Um, I got the, uh, the SNES Donkey Kong box, um, edition. I got that shortly after it came out. My mom was nice enough to hook me up. Um, is, 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 as lame as this sounds like that shit changed my life like that. Like I, my imagination my my the way i view things uh probably my appreciation for music because now that sound if you look on my my itunes play count the highest play counts of everything is the dk1 donkey kong country sound wow it's like it's like like, uh you know it's like dk jungle swing aquatic ambience minecart mat you know like uh you know oil drum alley like all that stuff is like the highest played stuff that I listened to, I love, I love the David Wise work. Um, and, uh, so, and so anyways, got that from there, you know, I got things like killer instinct one, um, Mario RPG legendary game, mm-hmm. um, um, stuff like that. And then, then it moved forward. Oh, and no, and in between there, Oh dude, my mom's new boyfriend at the time, Genesis. Yeah. Genesis was a huge part of my childhood, dude. I can just like, dude, just hearing the Golden Axe soundtrack, that just brings me like, I can just, it is, I am just back. I am just at that time, like that, it, like Streets of Rage 2, um, Columns, uh, Super Hang On, Super Hang On soundtrack. Oh, dude, like, don't even get me started. Like, <laughs> that, that, that stuff, I love 
that stuff. Like I, I have the soundtrack downloaded. I listen to like, you know, I, I love that stuff. Um, and then moving forward from that, yeah, it was like, was it 97 or six or something when, when the N64 came mm-hmm. out and you got that, um, with, uh, you know, and Mario, I think it came with it. Mario 64 just came with it. Um, that being the first game. Um, and then, uh, you know, building up with, uh, you know, the basics, I mean, Mario party one, um, Ocarina of Time, probably, probably one of the opposite all, all time best games they ever made. Mm-hmm. Um, Ocarina of Time, um, all the other Mario parties, Super Smash Bros. 64. Hell yeah. Go-to game. That's the go-to game right there. Um, GoldenEye, you know, all the, all those wonderful games, um, uh even nba courtside i mean come on man uh, <laughs> but uh but uh you know and virtual pool uh and then uh but but then and then moving forward from that it was like you know i got some of the oddball stuff in the middle too i got a sega saturn briefly oh uh, wait 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 hold uh, on a second before you move on i, I do want to ask you about sega saturn so i'm assuming that you both you had one or both uh virtua cop and virtua fighter Okay, so my Sega Saturn story is weird because I got the Saturn. I got the Saturn when it was new, um, uh, and I got the Virtua Fighter Two. Okay, think, uh, with it, um, which was a great, wonderful game. I don't. I forget if I had Virtua Cup. Um, I was. This was at my dad's place in Florida at the time, um, and uh, I only had it for the course of this one week until uh, uh, a, 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 a co-worker's daughter came in and I was actually fighting her in Virtual Fighter 2 and she stepped in the court and the system flew off the top of the TV <laughs> and uh, and it fucking broke and my dad, when we went, we brought it back to Toys R Us and for some reason he convinced me to uh, get a PS1 instead of the Saturn back so, got a <laughs> PS1 um and 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 you know and that's it, the the rest is on from there which i i mean there were fantastic games for that too um but um that that yeah so my saturn story is limited one week this, <laughs> one one week until this this past christmas when i was down in florida visiting my grandparents for christmas who were in their mid 80s i got a saturn i'm like you know what it's time to go back. This might that's my only time that I could think of a video game anything at this point is like if I'm on like a vacation or something. And uh got a Saturn ship there and uh and um we played Virtua Fighter two every day of that vacation. That's awesome. Uh-huh. Like my grand my grandparents would fight. They uh they, <laughs> they, they, they would fight me and I would lose sometimes. Like they're actually not bad. So Dude, it's funny you mention that about grandparents. So my my grandmother was obsessed with NES. She was one of the best uh, Super Mario Brothers 2 and 3 uh, players. And she she had this game. Um, I don't know how much experience you have with like NES, but there was, uh, I know you said like you that was one of your first memories, but the, kind of the oddball games. Like, did you ever hear of Kid Icarus or Kid Cool? Did you ever hear of those games? Kid Cool sounds familiar, um, but I never heard of uh, of of that. Um, you know, um, my, my, my knowledge of that system, like I had, even though it was early in my life, my uncle ended up having one. So like, even in my early, early childhood, I got to play more and more NES um, with Mario one, um, Zexus. Um, oh, wow. Ex- yeah, Ze- Zexus, dude, that game is tight. The soundtrack is tight, love Zexus. And uh, and nobody even knows that game, nobody knows that. Um, uh, Ask- Askinax, uh, 
Marble Madness, um, uh, stuff like the, you know, the original Zelda, stuff like that is what I, you know, POW, stuff like that is what I, what I got. Uh, but no, I never heard of, of uh, Kid, what did you say? Kid is... So th- there was two of them. There's Kid Icarus and Kid Cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I think okay. the Kid Icarus was more like, if memory serves me correctly, because I, I had Kid Icarus, my grandmother had Kid Cool. Kid Icarus was kind of a play on like Greek mythology type, uh, like side scroller, whereas Kid Cool was just this bizarre essentially mario ripoff um in in okay. in so many ways right um speaking of uh the nes stuff two or two things first thing is did you ever play uh river city ransom that's a like a multiplayer check it out I- i'll send you a link dude one of the best multiplayer games it's a side scroller and you're basically just like a street thug but the cool thing is you work your way through these stages and not only can you move forward, but you can move back. So you know how at one time it's always, you know, right. You moving to the right hand of the screen, this, you can go back and forth. And also each scene that you're in, the people that you fight in the streets, they all have rhyming names. So like there's Joe and Mo and all this shit. Like you see like their things pop up, but the, the real crazy ass shit about it is you would pick up weapons on the ground, various weapons, like, chains and like fucking like i don't know like brass knuckles so like when you would hit guys they would all react differently based on like what weapon you're using and shit um okay (laughs) it it was just wild that's like an insane multiplayer i mean better than like joe and mac when it comes to like the multiplayer the two-player stuff um you could play you could play like co-op yes it was dude it was mind-blowing to me mind-blowing um what what you're saying is exactly what I always, because I would play Bad Dudes with my dad, and um, and I would, that the two player in that game, you just got to do it one at a time, and you can pick up weapons, and you can hit guys, really, and, and you can go back and forth, but you can't play together. So that sounds like a the solution to the Bad Dudes problem. It's River City Ransom, man. It's it, it was the most arcade multiplayer game that I think I've played outside of maybe like a Turtles game. You know, like when, when it comes to multiplayer, like co-op shit, um, mm-hmm. the last thing I wanted to ask you about as far as like, I, I found it really fascinating. That you're specifically talking about soundtracks, um, with games. Cause th- it's the, it's the visual element, but it's also the auditory stuff. And there's so many hooks I think that were associated with video game scores. Like for me, it's, and it's funny you mentioned that about like some of your top plays for mine, it's like. The Castlevania, Super Castlevania 4 soundtrack is like one of my all-time favorites. Obviously, Ocarina of Time, but also Perfect Dark for the 64. That soundtrack is just, maybe because like we played a like a shitload of the multiplayer stuff as a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, last question, what? so who is your main in uh, Super Smash Brothers 64? Oh, dude, Falcon Punch. Really? You're a Falcon oh, guy. Yeah. I'm a Falcon dude, and it annoys people because uh, yeah, you know, yeah, it does. Just, <laughs> just, it just, just, just kicking ass. Like I, I, like, and it's not like I practice the freaking thing, man. The skills that I have are just from my childhood. That's it. Um, but uh, but dude, that like, you know, throw me against three level nines with a Falcon, and I'll and I'll probably fuck him up. Like they, they, like they. I love that dude. That that's that's the character. Um and um. It's it's uh it's tough it's it's tough when you play the game you know multiplayer you got four people doing it and uh, you know especially if they don't have a ton of experience with that game it's just not fair <laughs> it's just not it's just not fair you know and then 
but then sometimes just for the benefit of the doubt, I'll pick Jigglypuff and they're still all dead. So, um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, Captain Falcon all the way, easily the best, best controls, uh, best agility. Yeah. Captain Falcon. Dude. With, uh, my, my last thing, cause I, I, I had a point why I brought up the, the soundtrack and scores. I know sometimes bands will try and adapt you know, elements of like, uh, like video game scores and do like an instrumental type song or whatever. Like, for example, I, I, the mini bosses did like this Castlevania medley and it's fucking super rad. It's like, like six or seven minutes long and they do like multiple, like, uh, like stages or whatever. If you had a choice to rework something from your childhood, I know you mentioned the Donkey Kong stuff. What do you think that would be? Oh my God. This is like, this is like asking, like, who do you want to live more, your grandmother or your grandfather? Um, <laughs> like, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, dude, like, if I was if I was going to if I was going to be like do something that I was a hundred percent like dumb stoked behind every track, it would have to be a mix of stuff uh, between different games. But if I man, if I had to pick one game, um, it might. It might be that, uh, you know, uh, Donkey Kong Country 1, um, uh, Super Mario World is so well, uh, but, but um, Donkey Kong Country 2 is fucking fantastic awesome. soundtrack, too. Like, I mean, fantastic. Like, I, I'm going to just, just for the record, uh, just, just as far as the whole, like, the holistic, like, mm -hmm. I, uh, just, I'll say one. I'll say DK1.
this is the first time I've dropped in something after I've recorded it as like an update. So I'm excited to do this with you because you had reached out to me saying you have some pretty fucking exciting um, updates uh, regarding your lineup. So Tino, spill your guts. Tell us everything. (laughs) It's only exciting to me, but (laughs) that's exciting enough. (laughs) Um, uh, But um, yeah, just basically the difference is when, uh, when you interviewed me last time, that was during uh, a one-day interval where we had confirmed our original guitarist, Frank Nordeby, as, as, as coming back uh, on second guitar. But it, the day after I spoke to you, uh, we also confirmed uh, our friend Joe uh, from the Boston area, who's myself, the guitar player Josh, and Joe all played in a band together uh, over a decade ago. So it's funny, we've all now morphed from that band and ended up in the Cryptics. <laughs> um, uh, so that was, you know, I basically I just didn't want to leave uh, Joe out of the equation because uh, he's a hell of an addition to our lineup and uh, people will get to know him um, as, uh, as time goes on and we start to uh, hit the road and, uh, and, and put out new content but um that was you know i just didn't want to leave that out so it was like literally one day after i was like damn it like i didn't like <laughs> like it, it, it'd be funny if i didn't if there was no form of update because i would mention just frank and not joe and that would be hilarious <laughs> way, but also, also shitty <laughs> well that's cool man so, that's uh that that's good news have you guys gotten the chance to all get together and practice yet or is that still you still kind of waiting for no. that Oh no! Oh, we're not waiting. No, we we rehearse twice a week, uh, uh, and uh, yeah, Joe Joe has come on like full force, like like uh, really having a, a a good grasp of the material initially and killing it. And uh, and Frank, same thing on second guitar. Uh, both of those guys are really, um, really uh, doing it right at home. You know, some people come to the table, and it's like, dude like what like why why would you say you got this and you don't you know and 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 these guys it's the opposite Mm. they they say "Eh, i don't really have this and then they come in and they have it (laughs) so it's it's that's that's awesome you know what i mean like i because i'm not about i'm not about putting pressure on anyone or any of that shit like i like dude it's cool if you don't have it yet you don't have it big deal you know but like these 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 guys is like is easily between Andy, my drummer, between Josh, between Joe, between Frank Nordeby, I mean the the history with all these dudes, like for me personally, and like and like all they're playing, this is like this is like a total rebirth of the band. This this is I feel like the band is starting. That's and cool. Especially with the sound we're working on, everything coming. Like I feel like this is like like the past is cool. Like I'm cool with the past, but now forward is what people should pay attention 